Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. April Ryan is uh, with me right now, and uh, April Ryan, look, I, folks, uh, she was political analyst for CNN. She now White House correspondent for the Grio, author, reporter. Um, you know, April, the book, Black Women Will Save the World. And the so I suspect you had to interview a lot of women, particularly yes. black women, yes. uh, to put this book together. Who are some of the, the, the folks you interviewed? Stacey Abrams, who's fighting for her political life right now in Atlanta, Georgia, well, in the state of Georgia. Keisha Lance Bottoms, former mayor of Atlanta. Uh, Frederica Newton, the widow of Huey P. Newton, the late uh, co-founder of the Black Panther Party. Um, Melanie Campbell, also so many others, uh, Latasha Brown, so many people, uh, so many women who are leading in this moment. Valerie Jarrett, our friend Valerie Jarrett, so many women who are at the pinnacle. Uh, we talk about so many issues, Joe, from being at the table and sometimes feeling like you don't deserve to be at the table because of the haunting of our history of slavery to now. Now, that's that? interesting, April. Yes. You, uh, did, uh, that, some, that these women often reflected or, or con, on, on mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't deserve to be at the table? Yes. They, 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 we wear the mask. You know, the current culture, you know, and certain people in politics tell, her, tell us we are not good enough. We should not be. Um, they're trying to erase us, erase our history. And, yes, sometimes when we walk into those rooms or walk into some buildings with some of the most uh, important, uh, quote-unquote, important people and de- important decisions, we have to really reaffirm ourselves, I belong here. Mm. I belong here. Isn't that something? And um, Because we wear the mask. But behind us, you know, there is a history of slavery. There's a history of Jim Crow. There's a history of us standing on other people's shoulders just to get to that place. And when we get there, we have to show up. We cannot, even though we may feel that, we have to show up for the next person and the community. Stacey Abrams, you know, talked about how, you know, they've come after her and, and how she quietly just did. She said, I told them what I was going to do, but they didn't believe me. And because she won, even though she didn't win the governorship, because she won, Georgia is now the uh, it's ground zero for the election. You know, voter registration issues, not just voter registration, voter oppression, voter suppression, uh, you know, all the Trump uh, uh, issues about changing the, the numbers and the tallies. Talk to Keisha Lance about them. She was the black woman the day after then candidate Kamala Harris put on the table issues of busing that really caused this crescendo race moment for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Keisha mm-hmm. Lance Bottoms was the black woman who stood next to Joe Biden, and now she is helping Joe Biden with the black community. Again, we come in to save the day. And then let's talk about the vice president of the United States, who is now the vice president, who was the person who pushed then-candidate Joe Biden further on matters of race. In my book, we talk about 
that moment. It was a hard moment for Joe Biden to swallow. Um, I don't without giving too much away because you got to get the book pre-order now anywhere books are sold, Amazon.com. But we talk about how they there was some real upset for months, but for the greater good and understanding the moment mm-hmm. that he said he was going to run for president because of Charlottesville equity and inclusion and things of that nature. For him, Kamala Harris was the only choice. And she, and it's interesting, I told her this recently, because I said, you know, uh, Madam Vice President, I got a new book out. And I said, Jaren, and she said, oh, boy. I said, no. And I said, listen. And she said, and I said, you were one of the reasons why he's gone as far as he has on matters of race. She pushed him even further, and she nodded her head in agreement. Do Never you, said a word. Yeah, do, yeah do you, April Ryan, do you write about, since you're talking about being pushed, I mean, for a president to come out and and a candidate to come out and say, I'm going to appoint or nominate a black woman to the United States Supreme Court. Right. Do you is uh, uh, black women help push that you and black women help push that most the most definitely. And one of those people in this book, Melanie Campbell of the Black Women's Roundtable, pushed President then President Barack Obama. You know, there was a story from even before then. The idea was being floated uh, with Bill Clinton, but the actual chance began with former President Barack Obama. There was strong conversation then, and the hope was real. I mean, you had civil rights leaders from Mark Morial to Melanie Campbell, so many who were hoping that that last Merrick Garland pick would have been a black woman, but it happened. And that Joe Biden carried that piece on. And, and, and what's interesting And talking to so many, people said, you know, at the time, they said Joe Biden made a promise that he would uh, appoint a black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court, but he never made any other promise. And that's not who he was. But guess what? He had a black woman running mate who wound up being his vice president. Mm -hmm. He had a Supreme Court justice. And he also has the person who speaks for him, a black woman by the name of Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is a black woman and also in the LGBTQ plus community. So he is taking, and it's not optics. It is not. No, these optics. are these are people that have the have qualified they, women. Yeah, well, they also have the power. I mean, let's you know, yes. that they have the power. This, like you said, this is not tokenism, right? And that's the point, Joe. The point is, so many people talk about Harold, so many other things, but in this moment in history, and in my lofty perch that I've been able, to, been blessed to sit in for twenty five years. It had the story had to be told. This is my love letter to America about the greatness of black women who have continued in the civil rights movement, in the church house, in the schoolhouse, in the home to lift up. You know, we are now uh, growing in number as the breadwinner and the head of household, unfortunately. But with that, with our responsibility, we are rising up. And it's interesting, Joe, when we get into these things, it's, it's about helping the community. I talked to Cornell Belcher, um, our friend, uh, Democratic mm-hmm. pollster, Brilliant Corners, and he said, you know, there are studies that have been shown when black men get into politics, it's a lot of times about ego and power. But when black women show up, mm-hmm. we show up for others. And that's the point. You know, ours is about community, a sense of moving the ball forward. So this book is amazing. And oh, and like I said, I talked to Frederica Newton, you know, 
um, the widows Huey P. Newton, Black Panther Party, they were so vilified in their time. They were so vilified, but now look at them today. We have taken the food program, you know, for the kids. That's implemented. Free clinics and, and, and clinics and, and health care. That's now being worked out and, 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 and discussed. So many issues that that 10-point plan had, they are, 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 are people they're, are they're po- at They're it. public policy now. They're, yeah, public they're programs. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. programs. And, 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 and Joe, and you probably knew this, but so many of us didn't. Frederica told me 70% of the membership of the Black Panther Party were black women. Women, were women, yeah. Black and women. and you very seldom you may have saw one or two at the you know that were became uh what I call the the face but right but as you know if you go back and see any of the news clippings and or news uh, clips and and video it's 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 like you said, it's mostly black men. They're the ones that right. they, yeah, yeah. The book is titled Black Women Will Save the World. I I do have to ask you also an anthem. You gotta add that. Oh, I'm sorry. An anthem. <laughs> yeah. An anthem. Uh yeah. which means it it's gonna be re- it has to be repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. Yes. I got it. I got it. Uh <laughs> now the the real now here's the other question. The vice president and Joe Biden, mm-hmm. how how are they are they working together as it relates to voting rights? Because yes, they are. And, and and because you're in on the inside, you get as you say from your perch, you get to see things that that a, a lot of us don't. But you're saying that they are working together on voting rights because, as you know, there was a a situation there for a moment. Uh, about the um, whether, whether or not there ought to be filibustering, and th- th- there seems to be so a division. Here's, here's where we are today. All right, go um, ahead. In October 2022, you know the U.S. Supreme Court has now um, has got a case before them where it could possibly, they could just possibly just totally abolish voting rights now. I mean, preclearance was taken away. That was the crux of, and, and Shelby V. Holder, right. that was the crux and that was 2013. That was the crux of the checks and balances, if you will, on certain southern states that were practicing voter suppression. And I mean, if you're in Georgia today, and I, and my grandmother was in the line, and she was in the line for a long time to vote for whomever she wanted in that in, in that election, that that hard fought election. We got a lot of stuff going on in Georgia. We got to pay attention to. But if my grandmother were in that line. And she said, baby, I'm hungry. My, my sugar, it feels like my sugar's going up. And if I wanted to bring her a, a cracker or give her some orange juice, we would go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that is, you know, I think, you know, personally, I think that's a human rights issue as well. You know, we talk about human rights all around the world, but that's a human rights issue. You have a right to cast your ballot. And if you're hungry standing in line to do so, why do, giving someone some food to help them along the way so they can keep going. Why would that put me in, in jail? That's crazy. So now that you know that I went off on a tangent. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it, it, it's a point that has to be made every time you turn around. And, and now here's the other thing I, that while you were talking about, again, uh, black women will save the world and anthem. I'm thinking, and I'm of the two black women, one is in New York 
Attorney General, who's got Donald Trump and the whole damn family on the ropes. That's right. And and you got a black woman in Georgia, Attorney General, who's got Donald Trump on the ropes. Oh, oh, by the way, I should point out in case y'all, in case so, so, they're both Howard. Grads. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm Morgan State, but no. <laughs> I no, but that's the point. Yeah. These women, you cannot walk away from these moments. No. We are there, and it's and it's just like you said, Howard. Who is now? You know, the founding fathers talked about, oh, we're setting up these these institutions of higher learning and these institutions of of, of government, and who shall lead them? People from Ivy Leagues were slave money funded. Right. But guess what? The dynamic has turned. Who's running Washington? Let's talk about January 6th committee. A Tougaloo, uh, Tougaloo uh, alum called Benny Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the vice president of the United States of America? A Howard University uh, alum by the name of Kamala Harris. Okay, who is the head of of the Congressional Black Caucus? Yeah. Uh, a central alum by the name of Joyce Beatty. We've got in Cedric Richmond who has the ear, everything of the president, Morehouse, okay? And then you got uh, a woman who is the longest-serving journalist, black woman journalist, in the history of that White House that attended Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Fair Morgan, we love thee so tried and so true. By the name of April Ryan. The tides are turning, and the sad part is people are not talking about it. But this is my love letter to America. And that's why you wrote book. Now, let, let, me, let me bring this issue up. And Uh-oh. that is, well, what should black men take away from this, from the book, Black Women Will Save the World, and Anthem? Celebrate us as we celebrate you, because when we go out there working, it's not just for us. Men are part of our community. They are who we love and who we nurture as they nurture us back. And a lot of what we do, we stand for our men, be it in business be it in the home, be it in the church, wherever. And unfortunately, when you see us a lot of times, we're standing in front of the camera crying because someone has has taken our loved man away, okay? But we are always standing. We are the ones that hold up the family. We are the ones that hold up. We hold men up, and we just need everyone, our black men, to celebrate this book because this book is the backbone for them as well. And and the other issue as it relates, and I, I don't know if it got in the book, it, I have to get through this, but this issue came up, but I want your opinion. What is going on with this discussion partic- that has started that Stacey Abrams is not getting support from black men or it's dwindling? Stacey Abrams is fighting hard in Georgia. Um I was there for the Woman Thou At Least and the Power Rising conferences within the last two weeks. I sat in my hotel room just to watch those vicious attack ads. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, the message can permeate if you don't understand or talk to or read. Politics is personal, and you've got to reach everyone. And those ads are running constantly. And they're attacking her. Um, when it comes to black men, and I hate to say this, that is the Bible Belt. It's the South. 
And each region has sometimes a different way of going about things. And then, you know, unfortunately, that is the South. She is a black woman in the South in a formerly red state. And there are sometimes strongholds that just take a while to break. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that. So she is fighting a valiant fight. Um, she didn't want to, she didn't, you know, she was in the list to be vice president, but she wanted that governorship. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, when I look at when I when I first started talking about that one issue about black men, the 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 the, the margins were so thin. And, and you know, you take into you or so minor, you take it have to take into consideration. And I and that is black women and women in general, but particularly black women are the, the ones who show up at the polls. Yeah, that, that that's right. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. But let me say this to you. Okay. Let me say this to you. That black male vote has been courted by Donald Trump. And he resonated with some. It missed so many people, but it resonated with some black men. And he did pull, he didn't pull massive numbers. Right. He had people thinking. And, um... You know, we have to understand, we have to dig into the psychology of that one. And with some of the polls and pollsters have told me that some black men feel that they don't want others taking their job. And that was the message that Donald Trump was saying. That they don't want others, meaning women? They don't want others, you read into it, taking their jobs. And that was one of the issues. So, Hmm. Joe, we got a lot of work to do. (laughs) We got a lot of work. To well, do the book is form. is out now. Uh, I mean, right now, and 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 I got to tell well, you, well, it's pre order right now. Well, I, that's yeah, what I mean. It's pre order. Yeah. yeah, and this is what you need to do. Get to get the New York Times bestseller. Yeah, yes. yeah, get it, folks. It's and and it's titled once again, "Black Women Will Save the World: An Anthem." And these are some interesting folks who uh, talked with you. I assume they were quite open with you quite open okay because this is our moment yeah we have to tell the story and i'm I'm gonna give you one story that keisha lance bottoms left with me that i could tell please real quick before i leave she was the mayor of a top 10 city she was the mayor of a city that had the largest airport she's the mayor of an international airport she was the mayor of a city that had several many fortune 500 companies but yet when she was in the room, sometimes with men, particularly black men, right. she would make decisions. They would say to her, and she told me this, and if this stays with me today, to, to this day, who told you that? As if to say she can't think Whoa. for herself. Yes. Whoa. Gone are those days. We Whoa. are meeting. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> How dare she? I, 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 you're not absolutely, I mean, you're absolutely right. And and what? And I'm going to say that, see, this is when black men, ought to stand up and speak up, say, whoa, whoa, hey, no, 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 we don't, you, you know, this, and this is why I want, I want black men, don't, don't listen to this interview and this discussion and say it's a book for black women. Don't no. do that. Don't do that. It's a book for our community. Yeah, thank you. And when you start, and you know, that's the other thing, psychologically, human nature, women are naturally and 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 are naturally nurturing 
You're yes. absolutely right. So when they are in positions of power, they they nurture. It's yes. it's about the entire group. It's about the entire family. Men tend to be when they're in power very singular. It's about yes. me. It's about my power. Um and 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 you know and I know all the well at least I know many of the women that you're you know. talking about you know I know them and you're absolutely right they I, I when I think of Valerie uh, Jarrett I and I, I'm going to write this story uh, you know when I got that interview with uh, President Obama it wasn't Obama's call or or suggestion it was Valerie Jarrett yep. It was Valerie she Jarrett. To you, she watches you. She was his eyes and ears. And she's like, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Obama. Same thing. <laughs> yes. If it were not for Valerie Jarrett and a Michelle Obama, Barack Obama would not be president. Amen. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely. And I said uh, it in front of Valerie, and she just smiles. No, <laughs> that's I mean, but you're telling the truth. You're absolutely 100 percent right. All right, hey, hey, April, thank you so much. Pre-order now, folks. It's easy. Look, it's easy, and we'll got we'll get all this up on our social media. Thank um, you, Jim. Yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, you. uh, and 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 it's again. Black women will save the world and anthem. And you know, yes, let me yes. ask you. So why that last part and anthem? I'm just curious. Uh, didn't you say it? We got to say it over and okay. over. Okay. All right. I just want to make you sure I was it, on you target. Right. Yeah, right. You say it, you sing it. But, you know, I am just honored that HarperCollins and Amistad, Amistad, thought enough of me to say, let's move this. Let's do this. Because I've been working on this for a minute. And the cover, oh my gosh, it's poster. It's yeah. poster material. Yeah, it is. Jeff, I, I Man, Jeff Manning from Philadelphia did that thing. Wow. When I saw the cover, I just I just fell out in tears. Man. The sister, we are not, black women are not the standard of beauty for the general population. And we're not viewed as vulnerable. We, we, we in some minds, we always carry the load. Well, this woman is not only carrying a load, she's got a determination in her eyes and her face, but she's got the softness, softness of the dogwood tree on the side of her face, the flowers, giving her her flowers while she can smell them. Every day. Every day. Every day. I, 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 I make coffee every day. Continental breakfast every morning. And sing the anthem every day. And every day. Right, Sherry? Yeah. I just <laughs> yes, he does, April. Ooh, every ooh, morning, coffee in bed. Coffee and a crumpet. Hey, wait a minute. Wait did April say? <laughs> Who runs the Who show? Runs this show? Sherry. That's right. <laughs> God bless me. And and say hello to the girls for me. I always have to I ask will. about them, you know. Beautiful. I, you know they do. The oldest is an American. She's a sophomore, and the youngest just started high school. I'm like, oh. Oh well. You, hey, <laughs> God bless. I, hey, good luck on the book. Let's make it a bestseller. Thank you. Let's make it a New York Times bestseller, guys. You've been there for me before. Let's do it again. Come on, show up and show out. Thank you, Joe. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.